Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Woo! Bring them out. Bring them out. Bring them out. Bring them out. Woo! Bring them out. Bring them out. Bring them out, bring them out. Bring them out, bring them out. Hey, what up? It's this point, Wisconsin, the Badger Volleyball Podcast. I'm John Audius, joined by Dennis Punzel of the Wisconsin State Journal. And on today's episode, this week's episode, we'll talk with Madison Dwello, the redshirt sophomore for the University of Wisconsin, who had a huge weekend at the K-State Invitational. We'll talk with Madison in just a little bit. But the Badgers, Dennis, are 5-0 and to start 2017. I'll tell you what, looking at that schedule, seeing North Carolina early on, knowing that there's still some big-name teams, some big schools out there, um, I, I wasn't sure if they're going to be 5-0, and considering the fact, too, without Lauren Carlini, without Haley Nelson, without Molly Haggerty, and then we learned later on Lauren Gillis. It's a pretty good start for the Badgers in 2017. Yeah, it's, it's uh, not that the 5-0 and doesn't necessarily surprise me. It's just how good they've looked in compiling that. And at least to to date so far, uh, North Carolina hasn't been the team we might have anticipated it being. And the other teams they've beaten, they're all, you know, somewhere in the middle of the pack type teams. Not not terrible, but not the Penn States and Nebraskas and Minnesotas that they'll have to face yet. But they've looked really good, and they've done it without maybe their two best players, if you'd have lined them up months ago and said, who are the two best players on this team? You'd have probably said Gilly and uh, Molly. So to play shorthanded and be that good, it, that's the surprising thing. And I, from what I understand, that both have returned to practice this week. I don't know when that means that they'll get back on the court, but that's another step in their return. And that creates all other kinds of issues because we've seen uh, – um, Grace Loberg step up and look like she can play in this uh, at this level right away, and uh, Emmy Dodge has stepped in back at Libero and and looks like she's in way better than last year, healthier. Um, it's what are we are eleven o'clock on a Tuesday? I think there's something that'll come out in the next day or so that will be very intriguing, and they'll be even better. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a very interesting mix here and, uh, there's a lot of depth on this team. I think what you said there is the way they've done it. You're right. That has been very surprising. I mean, starting the season and all these wins are against teams and you talked about, you know, kind of mid-level teams, but they're all from like power conference, power conferences. You got the ACC, you got the SEC, you've got the big 12 and, you know, going into the season without Lauren Carlini. Um, and losing, you know, four of your top five leaders in kills to start the season because of two because of injury, two because of graduation, and Romana Kruskova and Haley Nelson, and to put all that out there and say, okay, now don't even lose a set through your first five matches. You're right. It's it's 
maybe not the five and zero, but I think you're right. Is is just about the the unbeaten streak so far to start the season without dropping a set. Yeah, and yeah, you mentioned we we tend to leave out Romana from that, and nobody knew what Madison Guello could do, and I think there were certain followers, especially she didn't have a great um, scrimmage, the red white scrimmage, and people were saying, well, yeah, give her the first shot, and then. Uh, I'll put Danielle Hart in there. And Danielle Hart is a great, you know, I'm like, holy smoke, she'll be really good. And yet you see Duello, uh week after week, match after match, she just gets better. And she was a force. I, I got to watch uh, the Saturday match, and you were there live, and uh, she was a it was a difference maker. Yeah, and part of that talking with Coach Sheffield uh, before the match, he talked about how team saw five kills per set and a 619 attack percentage for Dana Redke. So some of the blocking is shifting her way, and that's leaving better opportunities for someone like Madison Dwello. And boy, it's it's one thing to have those opportunities and then take advantage of them. So Dwello on the season is averaging about 2.7 kills per set and hitting 387. Now Dana's uh, numbers have dropped a little bit now, about 3.7 kills per set and a 553 attack percentage. But that's what's really exciting is to know how much attention someone like Redke in her first five matches of her college career, right. uh, the attention she's drawing, and how that opens up the whole offense for this team. For people who thought, well, she might be a developmental player, and yeah, she's big, but you know, eventually she'll be pretty good in the next year or two or three. And no, first week, people are looking at her and saying, we got to devote extra player to her. Yeah. And then that, what does that do for everyone else? All the other options it helps open up. And then do they readjust as people return on the left side? And then does that open things back up for her? Will each team kind of do it differently? And that'll be up for Sydney to see how each new opponent is trying to defend them. Who are they trying to take out? Yeah, it's been a great start for her, too. She was named the Big Ten Freshman of the Week yeah. uh, this past week, and she's leading a, a Badger team, ranked sixth in the country, even after the new coaches poll, they remain number six, to almost hitting 400 this season through the first five matches. So, yeah. Sydney, uh, the first week she isn't a Player of the Week will be the news part, I guess, now. Uh, yeah. She's two for two. <laughs> uh, well, let's uh, start our interview portion of Point Wisconsin. This week, we welcome in, we were talking about her a little bit earlier, Wisconsin's Madison Duello. Hey, Madison, thanks for coming on the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. How about that? 3-0 and this past weekend at the K-State Invitational, 5-0 and this season. A pretty good start for your team. Yeah, it's definitely a really great start. I think that it really shows like all the work that we put in this preseason, and I think it's really showing. Like how well we can work as a team, and even though like the parts are sort of uncertain, that can still work better. So you were a couple hours from home. Uh, how special was that for you, and uh, how big of a Duello crowd was there? It was really cool. I mean, this is probably the closest that I played home. And um, on Saturday, like, I, my parents and like, grandparents got to come, and some of my high school coaches who normally don't get to come to matches got to show up. So it was really great having them in the crowd and getting to watch us get a win. It was pretty cool. And, and you you had a great weekend yourself. What was the key to your successful weekend? Thanks. Uh, well, really, I just I didn't do anything much different. I think teams really noticed how big of a threat Dana is, and so we're really trying to stop her, and then that just sort of left some openings for me, and I really tried to capitalize on those. 
How's your confidence grown here through two weeks when you look back to the, the red-white scrimmage and from there to the first two matches and then this past weekend? How, how have you felt yourself evolve? Um, I think I've grown a lot like in the past two weeks. Like It's very different playing against not our team because we sort of have learned our own tendencies and like what we tried to do. So it was really fun trying to play someone else and just try to like uh, work around that. You know, 5-0 and this season, and your team hasn't lost a set yet. Um, if, if I had told you that at the start of the season, you, you might have believed that you'd be 5-0, and but even with, you know, a new setter, without Haley Nelson, without Molly Haggerty, without Lauren Gillis, would you expect to be 15-0 and in sets played? I honestly, I couldn't. I could have believed that we have been 5-0, and like that's something that we always struck for. But um, going, not losing a set, like when we were down to Arkansas, like the whole entire time, we're like, we're not losing it like this is our set and so i think that that mindset just really helped us pull out that set yeah that set of it against arkansas your team was down 22 20 and you go on a 5-0 run to take it 25 uh 22 is is that a is that one of those moments where if you haven't been in in, in that situation before that's a good learning moment for the team especially a young team like like 20 the 2017 version of the badgers yeah it's definitely like a great it proves our point like in practice we play a game where we don't know the score, but we know that it's like over 20 points each. And so we just have to play like every point to the last. And I think this really helped during that set. You know, during that. Still had a sense of urgency. Yeah, during that last set, too. Uh, Dana Redke, it seemed like Dana just all of a sudden got a spark. I was talking to Coach Sheffield <laughs> yeah. in, in the pregame. He said she was she was dominant the first five minutes in the last five minutes. But that's that's pretty cool to to kind of see one of your teammates and it's kind of flip a switch when needed, right? Yeah, it was great because she was very quiet throughout the rest of the game. Like it was pretty mellow, and then towards the end, I think something just clicked and she just took over at the net. Yeah. Uh, I think the public finally uh, has learned that you have uh, the smooth jazz name. Yeah. How do you like that one? Uh, I mean, it's different. I don't think a lot of people <laughs> know that it's me sometimes, but I think nothing like my name, but I've got a called that. So, so who started smooth jazz? Tell me what's going on there. I need the background. Uh, Kelly started it. Um, he, he said that my serve, my freshman year, reminded him of smooth jazz. So that sort of stuck, and then recently I've just been called jazz. So, yeah, I mean, it seems like Kelly just uh, he he drops in a smooth jazz every chance he can get. Right? Is that do your teammates yes. call you smooth jazz too, or is it just coach? Um, some of them have started to call me that, and like sometimes we'll say like Tiffany Clark, you're going in for the jazz, and so she'll call me the jazz at practice, but. I've gotten sort of used to it. Well, your other nickname's Dwello. I mean, that's just your last yeah. name. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah. this is kind of unique then to have a nickname that has that isn't just like like your initials or your last name. Yeah, yeah. very I think, different. I think it's part of his coaching job is to assign a, an appropriate nickname for everybody. Yeah, uh, that one has definitely. Yeah, yeah, and you know, um, this isn't really a nickname, but I've seen Kelly. Uh, is it Daily Dwello? Is that what she posts on Twitter? Yes, it is. Can you explain that? So the Daily Dwello is basically Kelly Bates will post uh, things that you say that she thinks is are funny, and she'll post those. Yeah. What were your thoughts on the Daily Dwello? Um, I mean, honestly, I don't try to get her to post anything. She just thinks the things I say are funny because 
when I do say them, like I say them with a very straight face. And so, I don't know, they get her to laugh, and so she thinks everyone needs to see them. The misnomer is the daily part. They're they're kind of like whenever something comes along, the occasional dweller. Yeah, I, we yeah have, they're not. They're we not. Gotta really pick daily, up the pace but... a little bit. I don't know if that's you or if that's uh, Bates. That <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Up. The name just sort of stuck. So, just whenever it happens. Alliteration is always good. As I say, the alliteration yeah. is there. The daily dweller. It sounds better than the occasional dweller. <laughs> um, yeah. But so, what's the what's your? Do you remember any of the things that you say? Like when you say them, you're just saying them. You're not expecting them to be tweeted out. I'm assuming. Oh no! And sometimes, like I'll go a couple days without knowing that it's been tweeted. Like I'll see it like on the things you miss, and then I'll see it like three days later. So sometimes I have no idea she posts them. What do you have a favorite? That, something you've said that's your favorite that you kind of said. I really don't have a favorite. Like some, I don't really remember a lot. Like I had talked to Dennis about this, and I don't really remember a lot of them. Is there a teammate that if you could do the same thing, like there might be a teammate, like um, oh, this would be good for so and so because she says funny things that I think are funny. Um, probably Molly. Sometimes she like tries to use sayings, but like ends up screwing them up, <laughs> and so like it's just like funny because she realized after she says them, that they're wrong. So I think if anyone would be Molly. A Haggerty hiccup, kind of yeah. like that. And yeah, then that's they, good. There you go. There's the hashtag for that. Um, we're talking with Madison Duello on Point, Wisconsin. Now, this season, uh, we were going through your stats. Let me bring them up here. Uh, you're averaging 2.7 kills per set. Your hitting percentage is at 387. Of course, this coming off of last year when you didn't play because of injury, um, what was it like last year for you having to watch? Um, last year was a very different role. Like throughout my whole entire career, I had never really missed a game, so missing a whole entire season was very different. And so I just had to sort of accept a new role and just cheering the team on and trying to be as involved as I could. Did you learn by watching? Is is there something that you could learn that if you had been playing that you wouldn't have been able to pick up? Honestly, just like reading defenses and stuff, like being out during practice and just like. Seeing the open spots on the court, like I think that has helped a lot. And did you take advantage of that extra year? And are you, you going to squeeze a master's in here in five years? Yeah, it sort of depends. Like with my major, um, student teaching, I want to be a teacher, so that will sort of it could put a little hiccup in the five-year plan. But I'm not really sure. Um, when you started this season, did you have? I mean, I know the team had goals, and their goals are always lofty. Um, which is awesome. Did you set any personal goals for yourself, and, and do you feel you're living up to those so far through the first five matches? I mean, one of my first goals was just trying to get, like, a starting position. Like, that was something I wanted to do coming back because there are so many new parts and so many different people could go in that that was really my first goal, and so far I've achieved that, but really I just have more of the team goals in mind. And uh, as you have you gone along, I, I hear people comment on your blocking, and the coaches have brought up your blocking. Is that one of the strengths you felt that you had that you brought to that position on the right side? Um, I think so, and I, I thought my blocking is the best it could be. I definitely think that's something I need to work on. But I figured that with Dana in the middle, a lot of teams would be focused on her, and I think the thing that I could bring was my block and try to be more on the defensive side. Yeah, I should mention, since I do have your stats pulled up, you're second on the team in total blocks, averaging 1.13 with 17 total blocks, trailing uh, Dana, who's tallied 23 through the first 
five matches of the season. Um, as a team, now you're hitting 400, and we're talking about blocking there. Is is that the thing that you think the team needs to improve on the most? But if if you had to pick out maybe one or two things, what would that be? Um, I mean, I think blocking would definitely be one. Like we've been working on that in practice recently. Um, I think overall, just like defense in general, like blocking and just like around the block. Like I know my defense when I play back row could step up a little bit, but overall, I think we just could get better as a team. Now, what was it like having to go two matches in one day last weekend, a morning and an afternoon? It was very different. Like we didn't have a servant pass at all. And so it was, it's, Overall, it just felt like two days because you just sort of did the same thing again in one day. But it reminded me of like high school when you play tournaments where you just like play all day long. Was it tiring at all? Or did you guys, I mean, is, is that something that, you know, um, just because they were three set matches and there was a gap in between, um, maybe it didn't feel as tiring or did it? I mean, it definitely was, it helped that they were three set matches i think if we would have gone five it would have been a lot more tiring but since they were three sets that allowed our legs sort of rest in between like we did a pool workout or like stretch in between so that was really helpful and you got to get back into a little kansas city style heat uh, yeah definitely. are you a hot weather person coming from a hot weather city yeah it was definitely hot in ahern this weekend so just sort of getting adjusted to that because it's so nice now that we have air conditioning in the field house yeah, and then you have to go there, and it's like 87 degrees outside and sunny and <laughs> yeah. muggy and warm uh, inside. Uh, take a look at uwbadgers.com. Well, you know, Dennis mentioned Kansas City, Missouri, um, and you had a lot of family in Manhattan, Kansas, to to watch you this past weekend. But you're from Kansas City, so you're a big Royals fan. Is this true? I am, yes, a very big Royals fan. Have you ever thought about changing to like the Brewers or something, or is this just Royals for life kind of deal? Um, I think it's Royals for life. Yeah, yeah. Um, your favorite Royal? Um, oh, that's a hard question. I really like Lorenzo Kane. He's the center fielder for the Royals. He came up with um, the Brewers. Also like Eric Hosmer, he's first baseman. Um, so Kansas City uh, barbecue. What's the best place to go for a bar- barbecue? Um, if there's a new place, it's called Q39. I think it has some of the best burnt ends that I've ever had. So Q39? Q39? Yeah, Q39, yeah. Okay. What's bur- I, I don't know. I'm not a big barbecue guy. I don't even know what's oh, burnt ends. John, John, Is that a dumb John. question? <laughs> what are burnt ends? I don't know. Um, basically, it's just like the very cooked parts of the meat um, like towards the end, and they're oh, burnt. It's usually a brisket, so, like, isn't it? At Gates Barbecue, they have like a burnt end sandwich. So they basically just like chop them up and put it on bread. Oh, that sounds delicious. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I would take that. I would take that. <laughs> okay, Q thirty nine. All right, we're gonna have to tag yeah. them um, when we talk about this uh, or when I post this podcast. All right, let's see what else we got at uwbadgers.com. You can't live without dogs. Do you do you own a dog? I do. She just passed away recently, oh. but I am obsessed with dogs. Like any dog that I see on State Street. Jordan Robbins just got a dog, so I'm sort of obsessed with her. But what, what kind of dog I'm did always, you have? Um, I had an English Lab, so she was a little shorter and stockier. Hmm. I'm sorry to hear about that, Madison. Um, yeah. be- before each match, you give Kelly Bates a high five. Is that still the yes. tradition? Anybody else, or just Kelly? Well, she normally stands like outside the locker room door and gives everyone a high five, okay. and then 
I was like the last one to go out last year. So then she'd turn around and give me another high five. And that's sort of our thing that we've kept going. Well, I, I also know you have a, a certain coffee uh, affection and a certain, do you have a standard <laughs> order when you go to Collectivo? Yes, I get an iced white mocha. That's my Okay. That's your go-to right there? Yeah. That's, yes. That's my, my future son-in-law who uh, waits on her. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yes, I see him all the time. Yeah, you know, he popped the question last week. He did? Yeah. We were asking him about that recently because a long time ago he told us that maybe. So. Yeah, you knew it before my daughter did. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's an honor. Yeah. Uh, all right. That's awesome. Uh, non-athletic talent you have is cleaning. Is that a really a talent to be able to clean? I guess maybe. I don't know. Is it? I mean, I think so. I think it's, I don't know. I keep the apartment clean for the roommates. Who are you rooming with? Right now I'm with Julia Saunders and Tiffany Clark. Hmm, okay. So who's the messiest out of that trio? Um, I'd have to say Clark is. Yeah, okay, because you're the cleanest, obviously, because you love to clean. Yeah. Right, yeah, it's just a non-athletic talent that you have. <laughs> wasn't, that, wasn't that Dana's talent last week, too? It's, she's yeah. A, she's a, it's a clean team here. Huh? Is the locker room... Uh, the, okay, so the new locker room is awesome. I've been there a couple times now this yeah. year. Um, does that ever get messy? And then are you and Dana, like, cleaning up the locker room? No, the locker room is kept very clean. Like, we have our own, like, personal space, so that's up to each other. But overall, it's pretty clean. How amazing is that locker room? How amazing is that for to to have that? And, I mean, obviously, that's not something you take for granted. That's a pretty cool opportunity for, for volleyball players to have that, isn't it? Yeah, it's amazing. Like, just sitting in there, like, recently I was thinking, like, I can't even picture, like, what the old locker room looks like. This just feels so normal, and it's just amazing compared to what we used to have. Yeah, it really is. Uh, Madison, um, let's see here. What do you guys got? (laughs) Two this weekend. It's not two in one day. It's a Thursday, Saturday um, deal for the Badgers uh, coming up this weekend. So best of luck. You get Lipscomb on Thursday. That's a 7 o'clock First serve, and then Texas A&M, I believe, on Saturday, also at 7 o'clock. Best of luck, Madison. Thank you so much. Any last words, Dennis? No, I'm just going to ask her if she knows where Lipscomb is located. It's in Tennessee, I believe. Am I right? Do, do you know the answer, I just, Dennis? I haven't looked it up yet. Okay, hold on. Let's look <laughs> I should, this up. I should know. Because <laughs> um, I was, I was going to say. It's dawned on me that I don't know. I was going to say, don't ask Madison, because I don't know. It's in Nashville, Tennessee. <laughs> Very good. You won. You passed the test, Madison. I know my geography. <laughs> Very go. good. Better than <laughs> us. Uh, once again, thanks, Madison. Yeah, no problem. All right, that Take is. Take care. Uh, all right, see ya. That's Madison Duello, part of the all tournament team at the K State Invitational this past weekend. Yeah, so it should be an interesting week. Uh, Lipscomb is one of those small programs that is better than you realize, and Texas A and M just had a killer weekend. Um, and they're on a, a real tough schedule, very ambitious. And they took, was it Penn State to five or was it Stanford? They played both of them back-to-back, I believe. Yeah, I mean, they really, even Lipscomb has some some big wins this season. A&M, I think, is two and two. They played Penn State to five. They also did compete against uh, Stanford. And, uh, I mean, Lipscomb, they have a Big Ten match, I believe, in their non-conference. I think they lost to Ohio State. They've beaten Arizona. Yeah. And uh, they were in the tournament last year. So it's one of those 
you think, oh, it's just Lipscomb, but uh, that's a pretty good team, too. Yeah, they were receiving votes in the top 25 as of last week. So, uh, yeah, Thursday, Saturday at the UW Fieldhouse. Once again, you can hear all those matches on 100.9 FM in Madison or on iHeartRadio and follow Point Wisconsin on iHeartRadio. Go do it now, and you'll just have all the podcasts there. And then you can just click on them and listen to whichever one. It's so easy. You want. That's right. All right, Dennis, any final words? Anything else? I'm done. All right, for Dennis, Punzel, I'm John Adias. Thanks for listening to this week's edition of Point Wisconsin. See ya. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.